Deepak Chopra says, the shadow self seems to be the opposite of love. Actually, it is the way to love. Well, that does seem to be a paradox and a little bit of a dilemma. But let's go into that a little bit. So we've been talking about the shadow side and the mother wound. We've mentioned symptoms and emotional triggers that are a direct result of previous trauma, such as generational trauma or the result of being in an abusive relationship. And I want to get very direct with you today on steps you can take to connect with your shadow side. These steps come directly from Janina Fisher's book, Healing the Fragmented Selves of Trauma Survivors, or Overcoming Internal Self-Alienation. So I urge you to explore using these steps to heal as you are on the path to discover your radical self-love. You are listening to The Goddess Archetype Code with your host, Erica Randolph, the intuitive counselor and licensed trauma therapist who uses myth, music, and meditation to support emotional healing. Disclaimer, this isn't intended as mental health therapy. Looking for the light, it's a daily fight and things go bump in the night. The news of the day is outrageous, that's what the mad folks say. Who told you that you had sinned? We are divided, divided. So I want to tell you today the internal dialogue technique as taught by Janina Fisher. It has seven steps, and I'm just going to take you right through it. Step one. So focus on the thoughts and feelings that are causing you distress right this minute, and assume that they belong to a part. Tune into that part for a few moments and see what you notice about it. It is speaking to you right now through the thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and gut responses that you are experiencing. What kind of part would feel or think this way? A very young one? A middle-sized child? A teenager? Connect to that part by letting it know you are there. And step two says, if you are feeling too blended with that part to have a conversation, then create a little bit more space by asking the part to sit back or to relax a little bit and make room for you, the adult, to listen to what this part has to say. This step can be repeated whenever you get too blended or start to get confusion or overwhelm. Confusion, overwhelm, and anxiety always mean that parts are confused or overwhelmed. They are talking to you by communicating their feelings. The same is true when you feel depression, shame, anger, or self-criticism. 
If ashamed, depressed, angry, or judgmental parts jump up at any time, just repeat step one. So step three, be curious. Ask the part what she or he is worried about. The assumption is that parts are activated because they are triggered and experiencing past-related fears. Children need to know that people hear their worries and take them seriously or they don't feel safe. Listen to the words that come up, even if they don't make sense to you. And then reflect the words back to the part. It sounds as if you real, feel really worthless and unlovable. Make sure to ask, is that right? Am I getting it? That lets the part know that you are really listening and really trying to connect and help. Sometimes parts worry that they will have no place in the adult's current life, and those fears must be reassured for step two to be effective. Sometimes when you have parts that are very young, they don't speak in words. They speak through feelings and body sensations. For example, you might ask, what are you worried about if I go to my friend's birthday celebration? And then get no verbal response, but instead a physical response like fear or shame. Assume the feeling or tension as a communication and reflect it back. It sounds like you're afraid that people will see you. Is that right? And then step four. Explore the underlying fears. Usually, the underlying fear is a variant on the theme of something bad will happen, which has gotten projected onto current triggers. Often, we have to explore several levels of fear to get to the core fear. Ask the part again, what are you worried about? No matter what feeling or words come up, in parentheses, anger, sadness, shame, guilt, or fear. Assume that this part is not comfortable with the feeling and is worried about something. Then, once you have that next layer of worry, ask, and if that were to come true, what would you be worried about? The questions should be as concrete as possible and tied to the expressed fear of the part even if the fear doesn't make sense. Usually the answer is safety, which then requires another question. How would he or she be unsafe if this happened? It usually takes two to four questions along these lines to get to the core fear, usually a fear connected to the trauma in some way. I'll be alone. I would be trapped. It would be too much. I would just shatter. Step five. Identify some type of corrective experience that can be provided by the adult self directly to the part. Something that the part didn't get back then, like validation or support, comfort, care, reassurance, or protection. These fears come from long ago, even though they feel connected to the right now, because they are happening in the present moment. 
but they are fears of child parts who don't know that you are an adult with strengths and resources and who has safety under your control most of the time, certainly compared to when you were a child. Ask the worried part, what do you need from me right here, right now, to not be so afraid of blank? In most cases, the answer the part gives is, I need to feel that you, the adult, are there with me and not as scared as I am. Step 6. Focus on how the adult you are today can provide a corrective experience for the child you once were. Child parts can be afraid that if the adult is scared too or overwhelmed, there really will be danger, and no one will be there to help the child part. Stress to the child clients that an adult would only be afraid of real danger and not afraid of past dangers happening again exactly the same way. The, the adult can reassure the child parts that right now they are not alone. They're with you or reassure them that nothing bad is happening. They're just remembering how scary it was then. If words don't calm the body or the emotions, you can do something physical to communicate safety. For example, put a hand over the part of the body where the anxiety is felt, like the chest or the stomach. Or lengthen your spine by gently stretching it from the middle of the back upward or stand up and walk around to demonstrate how tall and strong you are. You can reassure the part through imagining being there with her. What would you want to do if you saw him feeling this way? Take his hand, pick her up, or take her away from that place? Step 7. Practice. <laughs> the more you practice these skills, the easier it will be to recover from crises and avoid them. Remember, every crisis results from some part getting triggered and reacting out of fear or shame or anger. And the key is communicating a real commitment to the parts that from now on, you will listen to them and take their fears seriously. You will connect to them with compassion and try to provide the protection and the support they have been waiting for. So let me know how these steps work for you, these seven steps on connecting with each of these shadow parts. You know, whenever you feel like something is coming up that... You know, you you start feeling an emotion taking over and an emotion being overwhelming and, you know, fear, anxiety, sadness. You know, just stop for a moment. Take that breath and reconnect with your true inner self, the adult self. You know, some people call it your guru self or your higher self. And I also suggest that you connect with the mother self, your inner mother archetype. Now, the difference is, I'm not talking about the mother you actually had, <laughs> but thinking about who you are as a mother. Do you have a child? How do you treat your child? Or 
um, if you don't have your own children, maybe you have a niece or nephew, and how do you help them? Or, you know, if you get a chance to babysit them, how is it that you want to be a parent? And then taking that idea, your inner mother archetype, and breathing into that space and thinking, okay, this part, this emotion has come up. I'm super depressed or I'm really sad or um, I'm really angry and thinking, okay, if I were taking care of this child that feels angry or sad or depressed, what would I do? How would I help this child feel better? How would I reassure this child? How would I help it? You know, would I take it by the hand? Would I go for a walk? Would I give it a hug? You know, what would I say? Would I say to this child, oh, I see how this is really scary. I see that, you know, when you see these things happening in this world that we think that we're not good enough or we don't have the strength to take on what's happening. But, you know, connect with your mother's side and realize, yes, I can take care of you. I can help you be the person you want to be. I can help you through this fear. I can help you through the discouragement. And then we'll also talk ways on how to connect with... um, Oh, I just had a little moment. (laughs) Oops. So we'll go deeper into connecting with the different parts and... Um, But take these initial steps of connecting with your inner mother self, your inner mother archetype, or if you're a man, your inner father archetype. Who are you as a mother? Who are you as a father? How would you take care of the child? All right. Yes, let me know how that goes for you. You know, maybe um, go to my website and write me a little note. Because I'm curious how this this will go for you. So thank you so much for being on this journey with me. And I will talk with you the next time. Looking for the light. It's a daily fight and things go bump in the night. The news of the day is outrageous. That's what the mad folks say. Told you that he